Welcome to another Picture Lock PR After Show. Guys, I'm so excited to be able to bring you this after show with Ron Newcomb. He is the founder of the Mid-Atlantic Studios. Last week, I released an unlocked episode with Ron in which he talked about the Mid-Atlantic Studios. If you haven't listened to it, I suggest you push pause on this, scroll back a little bit, and uh, push play on that episode, then come right back. That way you'll have context for our conversation. Ron and I talk a lot about uh, transparency and how he overshares with his audience in an effort to be transparent and also get help from his audience when needed. Some of the points that he raises is really good because I think sometimes we always try to put our best foot forward and especially this social media, Instagram society, but also by putting out your flaws or you know even some weaknesses, you can always find someone that has a strength to fill that in. So I'm definitely excited about this episode. And then he asked me a question um, about, you know, just programming as a festival director. And guys, I know that it seems like most people are kind of asking me film festival director questions. It, it is definitely kind of becoming my wheelhouse. So I'm just setting you up. But every time I try to give a little bit more or um, honestly, these questions, they're all different. So, you know, there, there is definitely a different answer, um, although it kind of feels a little bit similar, some similar themes, but I'm just setting that up for you. You know, this is a really great listen, a really quick listen. Guys, I hope that you really enjoy the Thanksgiving holiday. I hope that you're with family, friends. You can hear I'm kind of speed talking this through because we're about to hit the road to, <laughs> to go visit family and all that good stuff. So I'm hoping I can get this out on time as promised. Uh, either way, you'll definitely uh, be able to hear it over the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, got the dryer running in the background, which is probably the beeps that you're he hearing. But man, this is like an awesome time of the year where we just get to take a moment to be with family, be with friends, have some good food, have some good laughs. And so I wish that for all of you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks so much for supporting Picture Lock and um, just, you know, holler at me. Let me know how your Thanksgiving uh, and holiday season is going thus far. I'd love to hear from you uh, outside of just the film, you know, comments and all that good stuff. All right, guys. So uh, really excited to give you guys this after show with Ron Newcomb. Of course, on Friday, I'll be dropping uh, episode 101 of Picture Lock. Uh, so, man, I know it's been a busy week and your, your podcast feed keeps saying updated today, Picture Lock, today, Picture Lock. But this has been uh, really some great nuggets. And so I know you're going to get a lot of value out of this conversation with Ron Newcomb. And we're going to jump into that right after this promo. What if you could have a film critic, film festival director, film publicist, and fellow filmmaker guide you with your film's PR and marketing journey from pre-production to post? I'm Kevin Sampson, and my online course, PR for the Indie Filmmaker, does just that. In this course, I'm going to teach you how to set up your film to engage an audience and build a community long before you call action. I'll show you how to approach critics to make them aware of your film like publicists do. And as a director of two film festivals, I won't just teach you hacks and secrets to reduce entry fees, but how you can use the festival circuit to create buzz around your film. I'm a huge supporter of diverse storytelling and film, and I believe the most unique voices come from indie filmmakers. That's who I've supported over the years with my show, Picture Lock, whether on TV or on radio. 
With as much experience as I've had as an independent filmmaker myself, critic, publicist, and festival director, I realized that most indie filmmakers just need access to the knowledge that big firms provide to achieve success. So in this course, I'm going to demystify some of the process and give you everything I know in a behind the scenes look at the sides of the business you don't always see. So if you're an indie filmmaker that's looking to change the game with your films, PR and marketing, make sure you check out PR for the Indie Filmmaker. Head on over to PRForTheIndieFilmmaker.com and get a free preview of the course, PR for the Indie Filmmaker. Get your film seen, build community, and become an army of one. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Picture Lock PR After Show with Ron Newcomb. You heard uh, my interview with him earlier, and now I'm excited to have him stick around for the After Show. Ron, thanks for sticking around. Yeah, no, absolutely. The more information, the better. <laughs> All right, so uh, it's three questions, two that I ask you, one that you ask me. First question, what's the biggest thing you feel that you've done right in engaging the public and marketing for your films? So I do, I'm an over-information giver. I make sure that I, I do a newsletter often and I do Facebook engagement often, but it's not about advertising. It truly is engaging. So I don't try to pretend like I have all the answers or that I'm necessarily the subject matter expert. They'll, there will come a time where I'll, I will come at a crossroads and instead of trying to deal with that behind closed doors, I put that out there to the public. And what it does, what I've found it does is it creates buy-in and ownership that we solve the problem because we truly do. And it empowers people, but it also personalizes it and makes them connected to what I have going on. So uh, part, of, part of the point of this is to make sure that practitioners have something that they can take away and, and actually implement. So what I gather from what you just said is that I think the key word there is transparency in your filmmaking. So I think a lot of times as indie filmmakers, we try to, you know, oh, we're making a film. Now that's hot, that's sexy, that's cool to put on Instagram and Facebook. But what we don't show are the warts in making the film. And so if I understand you correctly, you feel as though it's best to be transparent. And that's been one of the best things that um, has helped you with building community in the past. Absolutely. And I also believe that you don't have to be the subject matter expert on everything. Like, um, if you need something answered, use your community. Because there's likely someone or maybe someone out there that can actually answer your question. We've had questions from like, you know, scientific questions that we threw it out to the community. And some filmmakers be like, oh no, you can't do that. It makes you look weak. And I disagree with that. It engages your community and creates a bond. You know, uh, as I, I was hearing what you just said, I, I think, you know, <laughs> especially with filmmaking and directors and, you know, you get these creative minds together, pride is, is big, like ego can be yeah. big. And yeah. uh, what you're saying is, hey, put aside the ego and do what's best in service of the film. And I think you're absolutely correct on that because, because we, we all know like 90% of filmmaking is solving problems on set and around right. it. Right. <laughs> so, so, right. so that makes a lot of sense. All right, so what's the biggest lesson that you've learned from mistakes 
uh, in PR and marketing for your films in the past? So I'm an emotionally driven person. And so the biggest mistake I would think I made um, has been not setting clear expectations and then people get hurt feelings. Um, that really bothers me. It really upsets me. And it, it doesn't matter if I didn't set the expectation and the expectation was even on their end, but there was a false expectation because I wasn't clear enough. You know, it's easy to blame other people. Well, you, you know, you should have asked or whatever. It, the onus is on me. I've got to take extreme ownership there. And I've had people believe one thing uh, because of something I said. I, you know, I get fired up, right? Yeah. And it's hard not to be like, let's go storm the castle. Let's do it. You know, be like William Wallace and United Plans. Let's go for it. But um, I have found that through the years, there's been people, you know, where their, the expectations were not clearly laid out. And so when they weren't met, people left with hurt feelings. And that's never a good thing. So setting clear expectations over-communicate is something that I try to do now. Uh, I'm trying to process that. So so if you could, and I, I understand the concept of making sure that you set a clear expectation, right? Um, yeah. But in regard to, let's say, uh, the public engagement and uh, marketing of your film, like, how could you either A, give an example or further clarify how, how that would apply? Think sure. About, no, definitely. No, I'm, I'm happy to, to try to run with that a little bit. So, you know, one of the things, like, let's say a lot of us use crowdfunding. So you do a Kickstarter, you say you're going to do the DVD. And you think the DVD is going to be out in August, but something happens and it gets pushed. And you're not setting that clear expectation. And so people will storm, you know, with pitchforks and torches if you don't watch it, if you don't clearly communicate them and set expectations along the way. People in the crowdfunding community, you know, the moment they fund something, they think that they should be getting the DVD within like a month after the funding has ended. <laughs> and people don't, non-filmmakers, and even some filmmakers, don't truly understand the amount of time it takes to do that. So that's setting clear expectations. I've also had other actors that um, I've spoken with, and again, I get people fired up because I get fired up. And then they were thinking that, um, you know, they might be already guaranteed a role or, or something in that. That's more specific to individuals. But as far as like PR and marketing, it's definitely setting expectations when like the film is coming out, where they can go. Be oversimplifying elements um, and, and be, uh, communicate often. We think we're bugging people, but we're not. Even if you post on social media every day, most people, it isn't going to end up in their timeline. Mm -hmm. So over-communicate and set expectations. Awesome. I love that. You said oversimplify and communicate often. I think that's great advice. Um, and that makes a lot of sense, like, uh, in terms of it's a great lesson learned for PR and marketing um, with films, and I appreciate you sharing that. All right, so last thing, uh, you asked me a question, you know, as a filmmaker, film critic, film publicist, and festival director, what's one question I could answer for you about uh, PR and marketing in the film world? Yeah, so for me, film festivals, it seems like, you know, there's a gazillion film festivals these days. They spring up everywhere. There's one around every corner. Um, 
how should I, as a filmmaker, because a lot of them cost money to enter, and then if you have to travel there, there's an expense. How is I, as a filmmaker, how should I vet the festival? And are there certain elements within the festival um, that I should be looking for uh, as value-add to make a film festival rise to the top that I should consider? Yeah, I think this is a great question. So I think one of the things that I say is at the end of the day, and I've said this before, is that um, you could have an amazing film and it still may not get programmed for various reasons unbeknownst to you. I know a lot of times as a programmer, sometimes we might get films that are similarly themed and so one may win out over the other, things like that. But I think that one of the ways to best ensure the best outcome, one is definitely having a great film, <laughs> but two, right. looking at kind of the composition, um, the makeup, the theme of, you know, the film that you, you have, right? So, you know, I know as, as an African-American filmmaker, there's a, a strong likelihood that if I, you know, submit to the DC Black Film Festival, you know, that's going to be my niche audience if if uh, the film that I have, you know, might surround African-American themes. So kind of looking yeah. at and knowing your film and, and uh, the makeup of it, and then looking for a festival that probably closely aligns with it, right? So I think about with you, like with, um, you know, your gaming or, um, you know, Rise of the Fellows Hip, right? So mm -hmm. I would probably look for a young kind of hip festival, definitely one that might involve gaming, right? Or, or even so, you think about something like uh, a DC Web Fest in which mm -hmm. like a part of that festival is gaming, right? So what better mm -hmm. place to kind of show a film that's about gaming or, you know, gamers. And so I think when you look for films or film festivals that really kind of closely line up with um, your film, you have a better chance of, of getting in. And then from there, obviously, if you're, if you're starting to get on the festival circuit, building up that buzz in terms of the laurels, official selections, wins, from there you can start to ask for waivers to kind of help reduce the, the cost of entry. Um, but that, that's the biggest thing that I would say to do in terms of from the jump. Yeah, no, great information, Kevin. I appreciate it. No problem, Ron. Man, I appreciate you. Thanks for sticking around for the after show. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's Ron Newcomb, the founder of the Mid-Atlantic Studios. Ron, if you could remind folks, um, how can they find out more about Mid-Atlantic Studios? Yeah, absolutely. Midatlanticstudios.com is the place to go to. We are on a platform called WeFunder, but certainly find us on our Facebook page. We post a lot of stuff there as well because we see this as a community. So, um, you know, joining together in areas where we hang out is a good thing. All right, Ron, thanks for sticking around. Absolutely.